store for us this year. And I know many of you are as well. And the fact that you're here tonight, I think, is a testimony to that. And I appreciate you making it a priority uh, to be here for Vision Night tonight. I'll say this, if if you're not familiar with uh, with with our church, or you've just been here not very not very long at all, this this service is a little bit different from every other service. Uh, it's going to be a lot more practical uh, things we're going to be talking about tonight. But I'll tell you this: if you're ready to get locked in and be a part of a local church and be a part of something that uh, I believe that God is God is working in our church, just wonderful ways. If you if you are looking to be a part of a local church uh, where God is at work. Uh, I believe that you'll get some instruction tonight and receive some vision tonight on just how you can do that. And uh, that's why we have this night every year. It's, it's a game plan. This is the game plan for the year. This is the time when we kind of set things out and let you know what's coming on the horizon and, and give you a little bit of a taste of some of the things that God's placed on our heart uh, for the year. And I am so looking forward to sharing many of these things with you. And uh, so as we, as we continue on into this, this new year, there are some things that God has placed on my heart as the shepherd, uh, as the under-shepherd, I should say, of, of this church, as a pastor, the overseer of this church, uh, that I want to share with you. I want you to understand the things we're going to talk about tonight are not going to be possible unless we join together as a church. We unite together to fulfill the vision that the Lord has given us as we set forward into this year. And uh, as for my part, I am already looking forward to next year, the first week of the year, showing a slideshow and sharing some of the things that God did this year. There are things that we don't even know God has in store yet. Some people that are going to be saved, some lives are going to be transformed, some miracles that are going to happen, okay? And yes, some difficulties that we're going to go through. And through it all, God's going to be good and he's going to get the glory. I want us to keep that end in view even as we share uh, these things here tonight. Now, we discovered this morning our theme this year is built by Jesus. And I am, uh, I am very encouraged by the potential of this spiritual anthem um, that it has for every one of our lives. And I told you this morning, our desire and our prayer this year is that as we grow numerically, and I'm not hoping that we stop necessarily, I don't want to gr- continue growing numerically to a point where like that very thin tower, we don't have the depth to be able to support it. We need to continue as a church body to be built by Jesus and growing spiritually as the Lord keeps adding to his church. We said this morning, the church that Jesus is building, it's always under construction. I was thinking of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 uh, when, I, when, I was, uh, when I said that this morning, the Bible, where the Bible says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus into good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. We are the building of Christ. We are the workmanship of Christ, and that's just as true of us after we get saved as it is before we get saved. And I'm glad to be in the potter's hands. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in his hands, and I'd rather he be the one shaping and forming my life for his glory. And so we want to be built by Jesus. And while we may continue to grow numerically this year, that's not our focus. The Lord will take care of that if we would be willing to allow God to grow us spiritually. Hey, numerical growth will come naturally, okay? And that certainly isn't our, our focus, the numerical. It's the spiritual growth and how important that is. Now, I want you to take your Bibles real quick, and I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 5. Uh, I'm not going to preach a message tonight per se, but I'm going to share a lot of biblical truth with you as we go through this. And uh, Hebrews uh, chapter number 5 
is where I want us to go to. Several, several years ago, we preached through the book of Hebrews, and this truth has been such a blessing to me um, ever since we discovered it. Hebrews uh, chapter number 5, if you're there, say amen. Hebrews 5 and verse number 12, here's what the Bible says. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age or maturity, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil." the reasons it's so important we continue to allow the Lord to build us up individually and corporately as the church is so that we don't become shallow or immature in our faith. We don't remain, I should say, in a, in a state of infancy, a, a state of perpetual immaturity, spiritually speaking. And uh, that's something the Bible is conveying to us here, and this is why it's so important that we continue to grow forward corporately and individually as the church this year. Now, I, I have a little baby now, a little baby boy. The other day, uh, some of you ladies aren't going to like me for this, but the other day I was eating some elk summer sausage, all right? Now, I earned that, okay? Uh, okay, God bless me with it. I'll be honest with you, but I had it. There's my little boy, and I thought, oh, he's going to love this. I didn't feed it to him, so don't get mad at me quite yet, okay? I just stuck a piece of it in his mouth. I promise you, I promise you, kid was licking his lips, okay? <laughs> couldn't quite eat it yet, okay? He's four weeks old. He couldn't quite eat it. He just, he's not there yet. He, he needs the milk. That's what he needs because he's a baby, and we don't judge him for that. He's, he's an infant. Still drinking milk when he's my age, then that's a problem. It's time for the elk meat, okay? It's time for the good stuff. And uh, that's where we need to be. We, uh, many of you, you're brand new converts. Many of you in this room, you got saved this past year. You really, you maybe not got saved, but you... You really started growing in your Christian life for the first time this past year. That's great. You want to stay there forever. You want to learn the Word. You want to get grounded. You want to keep growing. And those of us that have been around here for a while, hey, it's high time you grow up, okay? And uh, so we want to be a church that is being built by Jesus. And so here's a question we need to ask. How does Jesus build his church? How does he do it? Well, we looked at uh, several answers to that question this morning, but I just want to get real practical with this. So we've got several slides here that I'm going to need you guys to help me go through here. But how does Jesus build his church? Look at this verse here in Acts chapter 2. Put that up there for me. Acts chapter 2, verses 26 and 27. The Bible says, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with uh, gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And so the Bible tells us that it's the Lord who is adding to the church daily such as should be saved. But what was the manner in which the Bible tells us here the Lord chose to do so? Uh, three things I want you to see very quickly before we move on. First off, this is how the Lord builds his church. You are built through your relationship with Jesus. That's where it begins. Now, we talked about Peter and his profession of faith in Jesus Christ. That's where uh, Christianity really begins. That's the starting place upon which everything else is be built. You can't be built up by Jesus until you first are built on Jesus Christ. Your faith is built on Jesus Christ. Even 
Even coming to faith in Jesus, that's only where your relationship begins as well. And I want you to understand this. This year, if you are going to be built by, built by Jesus, you need to go deeper in your walk with the Lord. Are you as passionate for the Lord right now as you were last year at this time? Has there ever been a time in your life when you were more passionate about the, the Lord and the things of God than you are today? If the answer is yes, then you need revival in your life. What I'm encouraging our church to do is to take this personally first. Are you going to let Jesus build your life personally? Because where it begins is your personal relationship with the Lord. You may grow through coming to church. You may grow through getting involved in ministry. But I'll say this. If you only come to church and you only serve in ministry and you do not continue to develop your personal walk with the Lord, nothing else will be significant. I'll venture to say you won't be serving very long. Right? And you won't be coming to church very long if you, start walk, you, if you stop walking with God personally because that's where it's supposed to begin. So I challenge you, have devotions. Have a personal time of prayer. Um, your walk with God is the most important thing when it comes to your spiritual development. And so it begins with your relationship with Jesus. But here's the second thing I, I want you to see. The Bible tells us that we are also built through uh, you are also built through your fellowship with believers. Uh, let's go over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and verses 24 and 25, the Bible says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And so the Bible tells us the importance of this assembly. We're to consider each other and provoke each other to love and good works. And I'm going to tell you, one of the predominant ways that the Lord works to build his church is through the fellowship of the body. And I am challenged every week by other men in this church as I pray with them, as I fellowship with them, as they tell me about uh, the things that, that God is doing in their life, and, and, and other ladies as well as they share testimony of things that God, God is doing in their life. We need each other. And the, the, the church is absolutely indispensable when it comes to your spiritual development. Uh, being in church worshiping together, gathering together in small group communities to be able to challenge each other and encourage each other. Hey, one-on-one -on -one discipleship, sitting across the table with someone and having a cup of coffee and talking about the Bible and talking about the things that you're going through and the things that you're struggling with in life. We need that community, and we need more of it. Uh, because it's, it's one of the ways that the Lord works to build his church, okay? And so you are built through your relationship with Jesus. You are built through your fellowship with believers. But here's the third truth I want you to see, and that is you are built through your ministry to others. Through your ministry to others. Now, let's go to Ephesians 4, and this will be on the screen. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Here's what the Bible tells us. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, or the maturing, maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying, or get this, the building up of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect or mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And I'll tell you, God 
brings different people into his church and gives them different spiritual gifts for a particular reason so that all of us can exercise the spiritual gifts that God has given us in ministry. And if you have never been involved in ministry, you don't understand this, but everyone who has been involved in ministry, you understand, I grow so much more serving others than I did when others served me. Now, others still serve me, don't get me wrong. I grow so much more from studying out and teaching the Word than I ever did from just hearing the Word taught. And both are important, don't get me wrong. But when you actually get involved in ministry, it's a step of spiritual growth in your life that is so important. And some of you, you're very faithful to church, you walk with the Lord, but perhaps the step forward you need to take this year to let the Lord build your life a little bit further, get involved in serving in the ministry. It's going to be a big priority and a big part of the vision that the Lord has given to us as a church this year. Now, over the past two years, we have really experienced a surge of growth that is just, just incredible. Um, last year, when we were having this conversation on, on Vision Night, I uh, couldn't believe some of the things the Lord had done the year before, and this year even more so. Uh, our church went from averaging uh, under 200 on Sunday mornings in 2021, and now we're averaging well over 200, 232 uh, was the average for this past year. I don't know how many people were in church this morning, but it was a full house. Uh, I knew because it was really hot, and I'm usually hot, but it was even hotter, okay? Um, and uh, our offerings last year was just a, a breakthrough year. We averaged over 10,000 in offerings. Well, we averaged on, 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 on the weekly offerings this year uh, 2,000 more than that uh, every week, uh, over $12,000 uh, every week. You say, well, the money's not that important. Well, I tell you, where your treasure is, where your heart, there your heart is also. It's really a sign of spiritual growth and development uh, in our church body as well. And so the point is we've been growing, and we've been growing so quickly it's been a little hard to keep up um, at times. And I, I, I think you've heard the term growth pains before, and I, I think uh, nearly every ministry in this church can identify with, with growth pains. It seems like they're always asking, do you have any more people who can help? Do you have any other people uh, who can get involved? It seems like the same people are, are, are serving every other week or every week in some cases. And, and while we're thankful for the growth that the Lord has been bringing us, uh, the growth that has been taking place has evidenced a need for our church, uh, our core church family uh, to to let the Lord build them up more so that we can have more people getting involved with bearing the burden um, of, of responsibility for the growth that the Lord has been blessing us uh, blessing us with. Now, as we think about our church, we think about this growth, I think it's very important before we even move on to the vision, we understand what our purpose and mission is. And I always take time to to, to review this because I'll tell you, should never have a vision that goes against the mission and the purpose that God has given to us. And some of you are brand new. Some of you have been around for a while and you still haven't figured this out. But we, we have a purpose statement and we have a mission statement for our church that really should shape everything we do as a church family. And so this is our purpose statement. All right, our, our purpose here, let's put it on the screen. Uh, our purpose here, what is the first part of our purpose? Our purpose is to is to glorify God. We want God to get the credit and God to get the glory for everything that happens here. By the way, if we try to do something that we can't give God glory for, we shouldn't be doing it. Right? Uh, if we can't do it to the glory of God, it shouldn't be done. But our purpose is to glorify God, and then it is what? It is to edify. Let's say it. To edify one another. All right? 
We want in everything we do to be building each other up. Everything we do, every event, every activity. Hey, every social media post. Hello. Not tearing people down. Everything we do. It's not just the activities in these four walls, you understand. It's everything we do. We want to be building each other up as the church. That's important. All right, our purpose is to glorify God, to edify one another, and then the last part is to testify of the gospel. We want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, everything, in every, every, with every opportunity that we get. Every church service, every activity, every teen activity, every kid activity, um, everything that goes on in this church, one of our purpose is to get the gospel of Jesus to every person that we can. There ought not be something that happens around here when the gospel is not shared and the gospel is not spoken about. Okay, that's, that's a core identity of who we are as a church. Our purpose is to glorify, edify, and testify. And so say those three words with me. Glorify, edify, testify. Don't forget that. That's so important. Our purpose is still the same, and our mission is still the same as well. Let's share that now. Our mission, let's say this together. Our mission is to make, mature, and multiply disciples of Jesus. How do we accomplish that person? That, that purpose. That purpose is accomplished through our mission. And we glorify God and build up the body of Christ, edify one another, and testify of the gospel as we make mature and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ. And our goal is to go out and win other people to Christ and the ones who have been one to help them grow in their faith and mature and so that our influence can multiply and now we can, we can reach even more people. And so our purpose and mission has not changed. It's the same thing. Now say the three words of our mission with me. Make, mature, multiply. Let's say it together. Make, mature, multiply. That's our mission. Well, I hope that becomes a central part uh, 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 of your heartbeat for our church as well. And everything that we go to, that you would share that heartbeat with this body, we want to see people come, come to Christ and grow in their faith. We want to glorify God in everything that we do and tell other people about Jesus. And boy, that's so important for us to understand. And uh, so in seeking to fulfill this purpose and accomplish this mission, there's a process that we have developed. And I'll be honest, this process has, 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 has morphed and grown as I've grown in understanding the inner workings of the church, and it doesn't look anything like it looked like eight years ago because there was nothing eight years ago when I came here. But there is a process that I would like to put in front of you to remind you about as this church family, and some of you, this is the first time you've heard this. There's a process that we encourage our church uh, family to understand and follow to see us be able to accomplish this purpose and this mission that the Lord has given to us. And so there are, there are five steps to this ministry process is, is what we call it. Our ministry path is, is, is what we call it. And the first step that I want you to see is connection, all right? What's the first step? Connection. This is important. We want to connect people to God through our local church. Now, that does not always happen in these walls, you understand. You, as a part of this church, the church is not a building, it's a people. You can connect someone to God through your witness in your workplace. All right, Brother Reese and Brother Payne, they went out yesterday and they, they knocked on doors and they met two different people at two different houses who the Holy Spirit had prepared their hearts to hear the gospel. And you know what happened? They trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior connecting people to God. That's step number one. 
All right? And that's important. And that is, uh, that is a part of our ministry path. We want to connect people to the Lord. We want to see people get saved, yes. We want to see people uh, get connected to our church so they can hear the gospel. They didn't always get saved outside these walls. Sometimes they come here. And just like Amanda last week, she had been coming to church for several weeks. She would got connected to our church. She walked an aisle and trusted Jesus Christ as her Savior. Step one, connection. Here's the, sec- the second step of our ministry path. And that second step is community. What is it? All right, I need to keep hearing from you, and the louder you are, the faster we'll go, okay? Um, but community, we want to involve people in a community of faith where they can grow. Now, where do you think we fulfill this purpose at? Small groups. It's not complicated, right? Uh, every Sunday, the one announcement we undoubtedly always give is join a small group, okay? Now, we might mention several other things, but the one thing that's always there is small group. Why? Because it's a core part of our identity. And you may not be a, be a believer in it yet. I hope that you will get on board because it's a core part of, uh, of the vision the Lord has given us as a church, joining a small group, becoming a part of a small group community. And, of course, there are, there's so much scriptural precedence, especially in the book of uh, Acts chapter 2. Um, we see the, the believers gathering together and encouraging one another in their faith. And so we want people to be connected. Uh, we want there to be a connection to the Lord and to our church, followed by inviting people to join in a community where they can be challenged and grow in their faith. Um, and after that comes this next step, and that step is commitment. What's the next step? All right, you guys are getting real loud. Let's move fast, okay? Commitment. We want to invite people to take their next growth step at this point, okay? So now they've come to church, maybe even been saved, maybe not, and they've joined the small group. And at that point, we really, the vision is that not just our small group leaders, but the people in the small groups would start getting to know the people who are in their group with the, with the end goal of, are they saved? Have they been baptized? Have they joined the church? How can I encourage them to get involved? Hey, would you like to get involved in ministry with me? Everybody's at a different growth level in their spiritual development, but everybody needs to be challenged to take the next step, next step spiritually. And at this point, we are wanting to challenge people to take that step of commitment, whatever it may be. And so that, uh, that would include salvation, baptism, discipleship. Some people need to be discipled. Um, and then membership, uh, those are all important. Now, here's the next step. After they've made commitment, then we move on to care. Care is the next one. Um, at this point, at this point in the ministry path, we want to involve people in a ministry where they can serve God and serve others. And particularly, it's at this point that we want to involve people in something that we call in-reach ministry. That would be ministry that takes place inside these four walls. Uh, maybe being an usher, maybe being a greeter, maybe being a part of the cleaning ministry or the nursery ministry or the children's ministry as a helper, as an aide, uh, perhaps be- getting involved in uh, just one of the ministries that take place around here. But many hands make light the work, and our goal is to give everybody an opportunity to use their spiritual gifts to serve the Lord in some way. And everybody's gifted differently. Everybody's wired differently. And so our, our, our main goal is at this point to give people an opportunity to exercise their spiritual gifts in care ministry. And then that leads to the last step in our ministry path. And that last step in the ministry path is commission. Commission. Once a person has been connected and joined the community and committed their life to Christ and grown and developed in their relationship with the Lord and gotten, gotten involved in a ministry around here, The final step and the most challenging step for many 
is that we want to challenge them now to get outside these four walls and share their faith with other people. And that takes some spiritual maturity, and that can be a big challenge, but that's, that is the ultimate end goal. That's the multiply stage in our mission, and that's the ultimate end goal that we are, we are wanting every person who is a part of this church to eventually find their way to. And so every person who walks through this door, trying to help them walk down this path, you can imagine that. I want to challenge you to become familiar with this. As you minister to people, especially those of you that are in leadership or are wanting to really get involved with seeing people grow spiritually and not just see more warm bodies come into this building, okay? We need to invest personally in this ministry path. Now, some of you, maybe you're on the first or second second step on this path yourself. And my challenge for you would be, hey, take, take whatever that next step may be for you. Um, and certainly for those of us that have been around here for, for a while, our desire is to challenge people to keep taking these steps of growth forward um, in the Lord. And so how does, how does Christ desire to build us up as his church this year? Nothing new. I told you that this morning. It's just let's get back to doing the main thing that God has already told us we're supposed to be doing. As we're faithful to be obedient to what the Scripture tells us to do, to be involved in this grand design that Jesus has orchestrated for us in the church, the Lord keeps adding to his church. I love how in Acts 2, that first verse we read in Acts 2, the Bible talks about the disciples of Christ doing all of these things, and at the end of it, it says, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So all we need to be is faithful to what we know the Lord has called us to do, and as we're faithful, God adds to his church. He already promised he would. By the way, it's God, we know it's God who adds to it because he gets all the credit and glory for it. Our church has not grown because of our, our cunning or because oh, we just have better music or we just have this or that. And I love our music and I, I love the ministries of our church. It isn't because uh, you, you, there's better preaching, there's better teaching, there's better opportunities. The only reason we've grown as a church is because Jesus has blessed us. I want you to understand that. And so let's be faithful to the mission and the purpose that God has called us to. Let's be faithful to keep walking down this ministry path ourselves and inviting others to do the same with us. And as we're faithful, the Lord promised he will add to his church daily such as should be saved. And so I hope that vision is clear. And uh, spiritually speaking, that's the most significant thing that I'm going to talk to you about tonight because that is really a week-to-week basis. Now, we're going to have special events and some special things we're going to do this year, and I'm about to talk about that stuff. Day-to-day, week-to-week, what the Lord adds to His church, faithful Christians walking with God, being faithful to serve, being faithful to fellowship together as believers, uh, being faithful to witness, and as we're faithful to just do those basic things God's called us to do, God works through it. Souls are saved, and lives are transformed, and, you know, that's what it's all about. And so that's, that's really what the Lord's called us to uh, over and above everything else that we're going to talk about. And so with that being said, I want to move on now to talk to you all about some growth goals for this year. And I'm really excited to share some of these things I've been praying about uh, for quite some time. You might get out a, a piece of paper and a pen and, and write some of these down. If you are a millennial uh, or younger, you might just use your phone, okay, and just take a picture um, so you can remember for later. Um, but uh, whatever the case may be, uh, let me share some of these goals that God has given us for this year. First off, we're going to look at uh, really three main goals uh, with a lot of, of sub-goals underneath of those. Um, 
our main goal, one of our main goals this year is that every attender would become a member. This is something we, we have talked about over the past several years, and really that, that part of the goal doesn't change. We want every person who takes that first step of connection to walk down the path to becoming a part of this local church body, okay? And so uh, some, some tangible goals underneath this. First off, I'd like to see 1,000 guests in church this year. I don't like to call them visitors. I like to call them guests. We don't want them to just visit once. We want them to be a guest and then become a part of the family. But a thousand guests in church this year. I was talking to Sheila about this this afternoon, and as I was praying about this, I thought maybe I should ask how many we had this last year. Okay, um, and we had a little bit under 500 recorded guests this last year um, in our church. Uh, and now we had many more than that because a lot of people aren't comfortable filling out a connection card and indicating. Um, that, 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 uh, who they are to us yet, quite yet. Um, but I thought, I was really encouraged by that. Almost 500 guests in, in, in church this year. Let's double it, right? Well, maybe I should say it the right way. By God's grace, see it doubled this year. See it doubled this year. 1,000 guests in church uh, this year. 150 souls saved. 85 this past year. I, I want us to just keep striving to see souls saved. Now, the truth of the matter is, we can't save anyone. I want us to be passionate about it. Okay, if we see 10 saved this year, we're going to praise God for it because we literally have no control about that. It's a goal for us to strive for this year. 75 new believers baptized, and we only had under 40 this past year. There are many people in our church that have been putting off getting baptized. Some of you in this room uh, still need to be baptized, and I would love to see us uh, just just uh, grow significantly in that area of seeing people publicly profess their faith by baptism. 75 new believers baptized this year, and then 100 members added to the church. And we had 51 this past year, and so we're shooting for the stars and just praying together that God would allow us to encourage and see 100 uh, 100 new individuals um, be added to the membership of this local church. And uh, wouldn't that be awesome? That's something we can certainly pray about. Every member uh, attender. Um, here's the second goal I want us to see, and that is every member a disciple. So now we want every person who becomes a member of this church to keep growing in their faith, to continue in their following after the Lord Jesus and maturing in their faith in several ways, several practical goals on, on how we'd like to see this accomplished this year. First off, to see 30 believers taken through discipleship. We have a discipleship program. I understand discipleship isn't a program, okay? But we, have, we do have a resource to get people started down that path. And I, I want to challenge the people, our people, our church family. Many of you have been through discipleship. If you haven't, you should, be, you should go through discipleship. Well, I've been saved for 40 years. I know more than you, son. Well, you probably do, okay? Well, go through discipleship. I went through it. All right, go through discipleship. Um, and uh, you go through it so that you learn how to take someone else through it. Um, and that's important. And it's a commitment. It's not easy. All right? And it, depending on who you're discipling to, it, 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 can be, it, it can be challenging. Now, some people are really easy to disciple, and I'm thankful for both. It probably will be a year-long commitment if you enter into a discipleship commitment with someone. But I'll challenge you. Some of you, you said, well, I just took a break from it for a while. Get back to it this year. Let's see more people challenged and, and, and developed in their faith by one-on-one encounters with our church family. It's so important. Some of you have been through it this past year. You ought to pray about taking somebody else through it this year. You say, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Well, you may not ever be ready if you keep giving excuses. All right? But the Lord's taught you some things. 
pass it on to somebody else. That's, that's the Great Commission. That's what God's called us to. So 30 believers taken through discipleship want to average over 100 in small groups every week. And uh, uh, we averaged 80 this past year. I'd like to see that number jump up significantly, uh, jump up significantly this year. And uh, so we'd like to see our small groups continue to grow. This is, a cha- this is a difficult one. I'd like to start five new small groups this year. Really prayed about this one. I believe we've got to stop dragging our feet on this. All right? Some of your small groups are not small, okay? Um, not even close. They really do need to be divided. Um, and they say, well, we all, we love everybody in our group. I understand that. But there are probably 10, 15 people in your group who never say anything because there's so many people in the group, okay? And uh, now it doesn't mean you can't still get together for fellowship and those types of things, but I really would like to see five new groups started this year. And I'll tell you what that's going to require. That's going to require some of you stepping up to be small group leaders. To take an extra commitment on your part. And I want you to be praying about that. You might talk to your small group leader about that. Um, and, and have them praying about, about that. Um, some of your small group leaders will no doubt be talking to you, some of you this year, and encouraging you to be praying about taking that step forward and maybe splitting the class in half and, and having half go with you and half go with them. And, 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 and those, those steps are important. So five new small groups this year. Uh, this next goal, uh, $1.2 million in annual revenue. Basically, we want to see our giving go up, Okay. Now, um, we, we almost broke the million-dollar mark this year. It was 900 and, uh, 947000 or somewhere around there. Um, praise God for that. And the Lord has just been so good. If you look at through the years, I looked at the last three years uh, uh, very recently, and it's just amazing how the Lord has continued to uh, just bless in this area. And it really is an indicator of spiritual growth. And so that's a goal, a prayer goal this year, uh, is that we would continue to grow um, in our heart for giving and along with that, I'd like to grow our missions giving to 70000 Now, our annual tithe, uh, tithing has grown much faster than our giving to missions. It's, it's a big burden on my heart this year. I'll talk about this in a minute. We're going to have a missions conference this fall. And we're trying to build a building. I, I get that, okay? Um, and that, that's important, too. But in the midst of building a physical building, we cannot lose sight of the commission God has given us to reach the world with the gospel. I'll tell you, there's some people that have come through this fall. Remember, remember uh, Brother Tony that came through? I can't remember his last name right now. Um, Tony Wood. Brother Tony, I, I love him to death. Pastored for decades, and now he's going to Jordan. And uh, just, just incredible. Um, I'd like to take a man like that on for support. I've got two church planters coming to Colorado. Um, not I, but there are two church planters coming to Colorado They've called me and said, can you guys help us? All right? I'd like to be able to help them. One of them's going to Boulder. Pray for him. <laughs> okay? One of them's going to be a little bit closer, uh, Delta. Going to be starting a church in Delta. No, uh, uh, no independent Baptist church there. He wants to start a church in Delta. Listen, you think about the politics in Colorado right now, and you think, well, there's no hope, there's no hope for this state. And if you look at the politics, you're right. You know what the answer is? More churches. More souls getting saved in some of these liberal cities. Um, and, and turning to faith in Christ and understanding the truth of Scripture. And we're going to talk a lot about this this year, but that's one of our goals to see our missions giving grow to 70 grand um, so that we can support more missionaries. And then, this is a big one. We need to pray about this. But to complete Build Initiative Phase 1 debt-free. Debt-free. Now, we're looking at putting the, out, the exterior of this building up. And by the way, let me say, we are well on our way already. 
Over $100,000 has already been committed for this year. Um, we've had a ton that was already given last year as well. I'll be giving an update on that uh, on a different Sunday. But we're well on our way. But that's, I want you to be praying with me about that, that we would be able to finish this phase one debt-free um, and, and so be able to, to mo- continue to move forward with the building of this building. Let's move on to the third, uh, uh, third goal, every member a minister. Every member a minister. Now we want to see every member not just growing and developing in their personal walk with the Lord, but becoming a minister as a part of this church body, all right? So some practical ways that, I, that we want to pray to see this fulfilled this year, all right? First off, we want to average over 100 um, every week in in-reach ministry. Uh, every teenager, all right? Um, every adult, every person in this church family ought to find a place to serve. Now, you may not be scheduled to serve in your ministry every week, but we want to see our church family, all right, we're averaging over 200 and 230 people in church every Sunday. But we, I, I would love to see over a third, maybe half of this body getting involved in weekly ministry, using their spiritual gifts for the Lord. You say, why not 230? Well, I'm all for 232, all right? Maybe you have bigger goals than I do, but let's start somewhere and let's see some growth happen with uh, uh, over a hundred of us finding a way to get involved in the ministry on a week-to-week basis, all right? And then beyond that, we want to average over 30 in outreach ministry weekly. We're going to be challenging with you, you all as the church with this a lot this year. We have got to get back soul winning. 2020 came, we got away from it. Listen, we're going to get back after it. Uh, we're looking at uh, using some, some really neat resources, which we're going to talk about later. But I want you to pray about getting involved with this. Some of you say, well, my knees don't work like they used to, and I just can't walk door to door. And I understand that. We're going to have some other unique ways that you can get involved that I'll talk about more when we do our outreach launch later, uh, later in, the, later in this, uh, this season. Um, but I want you to be praying. This is a prayer goal that we'd have over 30 individuals from this church getting involved in outreach ministry every single week at Lighthouse Baptist Church. We have got to take a step forward here. Every member needs to become a minister of the gospel. It's not the great suggestion, all right? It's the great commission that the Lord has given us to go and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen, okay? I'll amen myself there, all right? Here's another goal, launch new ministry opportunities. Ministry opportunities. And here's where outreach, this, this, this is where uh, uh, you, may have, you may have the ability to get involved in. I would love this fall to see a, a, a midweek children's ministry started. We've already been con- in conversations about it, but I'm going to tell you, if it's going to happen, it's going to require an army of adults to serve and, and commit their time to serve and ministering to our kids. It is, it, we have a wonderful kids' ministry on Sunday morning, and I do not belittle it. Uh, I, think it's so, I think it's so great. But it's, there's an aspect of, of midweek kids' ministry that, is, that is more of a, more, has more of a discipleship focus, and it can naturally, um, I think is so important for us. And so you be praying about that and perhaps praying about getting involved with helping making that become a reality. Because if we don't have the church family, if our church family doesn't get behind the vision for this, it's just not going to happen. It's going re- to require laborers. Uh, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And we need you as a church family to pray about getting involved in a midweek children's ministry. Uh, I was talking with my small group about this this morning, starting a counseling ministry, right? And uh, um, uh, it, is, it is a huge need in this area. Um, 
there, is, there, there are no biblical counseling resources available in our small town. It is an incredible opportunity for us, and there is an incredible need for biblical counseling. It's going to re- require some training. I don't have it all figured out how we're going to do it, but the Lord's just burdened my heart with the need that there is. And I believe that if anybody is looking for counsel, they ought to be able to look to the church to find it. They ought to. And uh, there are some weeks I just, I just don't have enough time to keep up uh, with, with, with the people who are trying to call me or text me. I don't have to. Many of you have walked with the Lord for years, and I've just learned uh, if God would put it on your heart to be involved in this kind of area, this is a ministry that I believe we could start. And so be praying about that. Uh, a nursing home ministry, this is something Brother Reese has really been working on, as well as the children's ministry, the midweek children's ministry, and we believe we're getting some open doors for, for this. And there are other ministries we'd like to see started as God opens doors, perhaps some, uh, some things in the public schools and, and some things along those lines. And you may have some ideas as well, but that's one of our goals, to see new ministry opportunities started so that more people can be serving um, in outreach ministry. Another one of them that we're looking into is the bridge, the bridge shelter. They're asking for churches to take a month, come and help make sure that all their uh, resources are provided and help serve the meals. I'd love to do something like that going to take us committing to do it as a church. So there's some things for us to be praying about there. Now, let me talk to you real quickly about this next one, goals for our academy, for our academy. I didn't really have a place to put this, and so I'm just going to tell you what I'm praying for in the coming year for our Lighthouse Christian Academy. I'm praying that we'd have over 100 students next year, and all the teachers go, we're going to fit them. Um, I don't know. We're going to fit them, but that's what I'm praying for, okay? Um, but uh, 100 students enrolled in our academy for the academy to become completely, a completely self-supporting ministry. We're very close to that, very close to that, um, that we still got some uh, more growth that we need for that to become self-supporting. And I'll tell you why that's so important. Uh, that's important so that as we are carrying the burden of building this new building, not simultaneously carrying the burden of the school. Now, I'll say this, if we need to, we definitely still will be. Um, but I believe as the academy grows that we can become self-supporting. Um, and then bring on another teacher to expand the program. Uh, we're almost, we almost have a fully staffed elementary, um, but our, our secondary has been growing too. And uh, the, there could be a potential need to, to add two more teachers. Uh, so you just be praying with us about that. But we're seeking right now already to add another teacher to the program. And then to remodel to provide more classroom space for growth. I don't have a clue what wall we're going to knock down this time yet, okay? don't have a clue. But I know we're out of room again, okay? And, uh, and uh, we, we're, we're going to need to continue to uh, uh, get creative to be able to, to find ways to be able to sustain the growth that the Lord has been blessing us uh, with in our school. And so those are some goals. Uh, those are some things for us to pray about together. And I hope you wrote them down. I hope you took some pictures of them. We'll probably share them on social media later as well. Uh, but those are some thing for, uh, things for us to be praying about. Now, this is a fun part. Okay, and I love I love this part of it. I want to talk to you a little bit about the calendar for the year. Uh, how many of you got a calendar this morning? All right, anybody not get a calendar this morning? Right. A couple of you didn't get a calendar. I don't know if if we even have any left. Are there any others around here? It's like two. Left. We'll we'll get some more printed if we didn't print enough for uh, for this. We've we printed the same amount we normally have printed. And uh, uh, we usually have like 50 of them left, and I, I guess I just kind of spaced the fact that we've grown a lot. So um, there you go. 
But uh, let's talk about the 2023 event overview. And here's, here's what I want you to think about. I don't want you to just get overwhelmed with, oh, there's so much going on. Um, I don't want you to think, think of it in that context. I want you to think about it for the, uh, in two ways. When we're talking about some of these events, I want you to think about prioritizing the things of God. All right? I believe that we ought to put first things first because that's what the Bible teaches us to do. Now, some of you might have already had family trips planned and those types of things, and I understand that. Um, but, you know, how often have we come to something that has been promoted and, and, and formed to the church? We just find any excuse in the world to miss it. I want to challenge you to put the things of God first this year. All right? um, now, family is important, and I, I'm not saying that you should not spend time with your family um, we need times, times to get away, and all those things are important. But that's my challenge to you. And then second of all, as I share these things with you, I want you to be thinking of how you can get involved. Some of you, you'll hear about something, and you'll think, oh, I want to get involved in that. So you start praying about it, and you plan to, you plan to get involved in helping uh, with that. So with that being said, let's, let's talk about quarter one, the first quarter of the year. That's the quarter that we're in right now. Go ahead and go to the next one. Quarter one. All right, so we're at Vision Sunday right now. Good job. You made it, all right? Um, and, uh, and so uh, the, next, the next thing on the calendar is going to be our victory meeting. That's our annual vi- business meeting. We'll be voting on deacons. Um, I mentioned that to you this morning. Also voting on some, some significant decisions um, as well um, that we'll be telling you about in the coming weeks. So victory meeting there. The Colorado Teen Extreme. This is the first teen event of the year. Let me say a word to you teenagers. Oh, to it. That's it. Go. Okay? Um, that's my challenge to you. And then let me say a word to you parents. Make them go. You say, well, you just want him to make his own decisions. No, make them go. Tell you why. It's not going to hurt them. It's only going to help them. I don't want to go. Listen, now, I never said that when I was a kid because just because of the way, just because of the way my parents raised me and we wanted to be a part of everything. But they, they, may, they may not want to go because they don't think their friend's going to be there or whatever the case may be. You need, to, you need to strongly encourage and not give an option not for your kid to go, okay? That's my counsel to you. You, you will never regret, you will never regret um, uh, making your kids go to these types of things. Listen, I, I, have, I was a youth pastor before I was a pastor, and every, every time we bring teenagers to these events, they make significant life decisions for the Lord. Every major decision I made as a teenager, I made at a youth conference or I made at a teen camp. Every one of them. I would say without the influence of those types of events in my life, I very well may not be standing here today. And many other people could give that testimony. So there's my plug for you. Encourage your kids to go. Um, and don't give them an option not to. Uh, ministry fair. That's the next one on our list. We'll have our ministry fair. This will be a time, if you're not involved in a ministry, we'll be promoting all the ministries. And this will be a time for you to be able to find a place to serve um, that fits you and, and get, more, get more information about it. And so we're going to have a lot of fun with that. This is something new and something that we're going to do locally, a marriage enrichment retreat. More so than any time in my years of pastoring, I've heard of more couples in our church, more couples in our community that are struggling with their marriage. I know there are many more who are struggling who I haven't heard about, all right? And let's face it, all right? Uh, I was talking to one of my pastors, Paul Chapel, one time, and I asked him about uh, getting, getting marriage counseling and uh, who, who needs to get marriage counseling. And he, he told me, we get marriage counseling every year. I was like, oh, you guys got trouble in paradise? Oh, it's wisdom right there. It's wisdom. I don't care how, how long or short you've been married. 
We all can use the counsel of God's Word. We all can use some pointers to, to teach us how, how we can get better at it. We're going to invite other churches, like-minded churches in the community, to be a part of this. And it's going to be a, 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 just a, a great, encouraging time. And so mark that down and plan to be a part of it. The Teen 3-on-3 Tournament. Brother Reese, this is his brainchild, all right? I'm all for it. I'm a Hoosier. I love basketball. Hallelujah, okay? And we don't have anything like this for our kids in this area. Uh, this is going to be a great evangelistic opportunity. It's going to, we're going to need a lot of help to be able to pull something like this off. And so some of you that are basketball-minded, you ought to plan to be a part of this and help putting this on. And even if you're not basketball-minded, you can help serve uh, and, and make it happen. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to that. And then here's a big one, Groundbreaking Sunday. All right? We're breaking ground this year, right? And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, now, we're planning it for March 26th. That's weather pending. Okay, if there's still snow on the ground, uh, we might we might need to wait just a little while to try to pull everybody out there onto a muddy property. Okay, um, and so, but uh, tentatively, we've set it for the last uh, Sunday of March um, because we'd like to break ground uh, officially uh, and start start the building process on the building the first of April. And so, you plan to be there that Sunday if you can, if you, uh, and uh, uh, just uh, just make that a priority. We're going to have a great time on Groundbreaking Sunday. And I already told Brother Donnie, we need to hear that song again on, on Groundbreaking Sunday. Working on a building, all right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Quarter two, let's go to quarter two. So uh, we turned the calendar to April, and uh, we'll get around uh, Easter time again. Hey, the hunt last year, wasn't that a blast? I can't wait till this year, all right? And uh, I, I don't know what else we're going to do, but whatever it is, it's going to be awesome, all right? There's already been conversation about helicopters and, and all kinds of things, so um, I don't know all of what's going to happen, but, but I'm telling you, it, it takes an army to pull this off. And last year, God just blessed it. We had over 800 people who came to the hunt last year. I really believe it's not outlandish to say we'll have over 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 this time around. And I'm just looking forward to it. And so you plan to be a part of that hunt. Um, you say, ah, you know Easter's not about Easter eggs. Uh, give me a break, okay? We're going to try to preach the gospel. Um, and then uh, uh, for Easter, we'll have the sunrise service and Easter Sunday, and that's always a special time, and the music ministry will have a big deal uh, with that as well. National Day of Prayer. Let me tell you what's significant about the National Day of Prayer. During the National Day of Prayer, we're going to try to invite all of our public officials in our community, right, even the Democrats, okay? No, I'm just playing with you. Um, we're going to invite all of them. And then our, our first responders as well. It's right in the middle of police week, and we're going to invite all of our first responders to come out. I'd like to honor them um, at that, um, at that uh, program. And uh, so the National Day of Prayer, we do it in the, in the city park, and uh, that's going to be a, a significant thing. Um, uh, we'll do a mother-daughter banquet in, in the month of May as well. And then we we have been given a unique opportunity to have a concert with a guy named uh, Dennis uh, Agagenian. He's a, uh, he is a um, nationally known artist. Some of you may know him already. He, he plays the guitar and, uh, um, and sings uh, kind of uh, gospel, west, gospel western type music. He used to play for Billy Graham at all the Billy Graham Crusades. Um, in, in years gone by. And we just don't get an opportunity to have many, uh, many uh, professional musicians uh, come, uh, come through this way. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, being able to have this opportunity to have him in for a concert. Um, and so we'll have him there. Um, our annual Memorial Day Fellowship, we'll be having that this year as well. I love that because we have our church-wide, our, our co-ed softball game on that day as well. 
all right? And I want to make a big deal of that this year. And uh, really neat, uh, Miss Elena's dad will be with us that weekend as well and be preaching for us. Um, David Cripps, he's a pastor, and uh, uh, met him uh, when I was uh, still in Bible college, and he's a blessing, and I'm really looking forward to have him having him here to preach for us on that particular weekend. Now, let me talk to you about summer. Uh, during the summer months, we're going to be having something that I'm, uh, I'm calling the summer awakening. Every Thursday night this summer at 6.30, you may not be able to make all of them, but every Thursday night, we're going to have a different guest pastor or, or evangelist out preaching for us. And we'll have many from this region, uh, some from, from other states as well. Uh, uh, I think a missionary as well will be coming in and preaching for us one of those weeks. But Thursday nights, uh, uh, we're going to be uh, having this emphasis on revival and, and seeking the Lord all throughout this summer. I really believe the Lord's going to use it in a great way. And I'm really excited about that. So you plan on that this summer. And then we'll do our men's skeet shoot and the ladies' picnic on June the 30th. And uh, looking forward to... Um, sh- uh, shooting guns together. That's always a good thing. Amen? Every year, every year the ladies say, where's our skeet shoot? All right? We'll just talk to the, la- the lady leaders, okay? You could do whatever you want at the picnic, okay? I'm told it's going to happen at the playground. You might not bring guns there, but, you know, um, you know, uh, just talk to each other. Uh, all right, quarter three. Let's go to quarter three. Vacation Bible School. We'll be doing it uh, not two weeks, just one week, Monday to Friday. The Lord has always blessed that. It's a huge outreach opportunity. I'm looking forward to it. What's the theme this year? Do you, you remember what it is? Do we know what it is yet? The medieval theme this year, all right? Knight in shining armor, okay? Um, uh, jousting. We'll definitely have jousting somewhere in there. We'll figure it out, okay? Uh, teen camp. Uh, oh, you know what I missed? I missed junior camp. Junior camp. Um, I have that. In, I didn't have that on the screen, but I have that right here. Uh, we we are doing a junior camp this year, June the nineteenth through the twenty third, at Treasure Mountain Bible Camp. And I know some of you have uh, have uh, gone to uh, camp locally here, um, but uh, uh, Brother Reese prayed about it, and, and and I prayed about it, and this is what the Lord gave us peace about because of the person who's going to be preaching um, at. At this, at this camp. You say, I don't know if I'm comfortable with my kid going that far away, and I understand that, um, but I want you to pray about it, and I think, it, I think that it's such an important thing, even for juniors, uh, to go, go to camp and begin to develop that heart for the Lord, and so that'll be in June. Um, and so going back, going back to uh, quarter three here, we'll have VBS. Um, teen camp, our teens are going back to uh, going back to uh, Joshua Camps in Lancaster, they had a blast last year and made a lot of good decisions. Remember that testimony night after they got back last year? What a blessing that was to hear um, hear those testimonies. Um, and then this is new, a sportsman night, all right? You all have made me love hunting so much, now we've just got to have a whole night for it, okay? But in all seriousness, this is going to be an opportunity for our men uh, we'll give away some hunting stuff, uh, give away a gun or two. That will make the guys come out, I'm sure. Um, and uh, have a have a gamey type of dinner, uh, have some bison or elk or something, um, and uh, and just try to invite as many of our uh, uh, the men in this community uh, together as we can, preach the gospel to them. And uh, I'm looking forward to this evangelistic opportunity here. So a sportsman night in August, and then uh, school will begin um, uh, the end of at the end of August. Um, and this is such a great idea, just such a great uh, vision. Brother Reese asked permission, and I, I'm, I'm all on board with it. We're going to have a revival for our LCA students this year. And of course, we'll invite 
uh, our, uh, the homeschool uh, friends as well, and, and kids from the public school could perhaps come over if they get permission to do so. Uh, a great speaker is coming out for that. He'll be speaking for us on our, our Cortez Harvest Fest as well, and that's our big fall day um, on October 17th. Mark that down. Uh, don't schedule anything, anything else over that because that's always such an, a significant event for us in the fall, our Cortez Harvest Fest. All right? Yes. Well, it's probably a typo. Whatever the calendar says, follow that. It's September 17th, September 17th, September 17th. Quarter four. Here's, uh, here's uh, in this fourth quarter of the year, I want you to really, I want you to put this on your calendar and make it a priority to be there. Our home missions conference. We're not, we're having a missions conference this year, but our missions conference is going to be focused on the need that is present in America today. Uh, we who are Americans understand this need more than anyone else. We are losing our country. It's going to hell in a handbasket. And the reason is so much darkness because there's no churches. There's no churches. And the, the only way, the only way we're going to see things turned around is not through politics. It's through, it's through churches being planted. The Lord's given me a burden for this. I want to share that burden with the church family. We've got some special things planned for that home missions conference, and so I hope that you'll plan to be a part of that the 1st of October. Uh, Veterans Sunday, always a huge event for us, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to that. Uh, we're moving our LCA program, music program, uh, tentatively to November this year. It's always so busy uh, during Christmas time, and, uh, and so we want to do a, a kind of a more patriotic theme program this year for, uh, for the school and experiment with that, and I think that it'll be a big blessing uh, as, instead of a Christmas program for them. Um, and then we'll have our, our Christmas musical um, December the 10th and our Christmas candlelight service there. And so lots of, lots of uh, fun things coming down the road for our church. Lots of, I know this is a lot of information, but I hope as you hear these things uh, that you're getting excited about some of the things that are on the horizon and the opportunities that we're going to have to minister to our community and to grow and develop uh, in our personal walks with the Lord. Now, one more thing, and I'll be done, all right? I'm putting a challenge to you. Our theme this year is being built by Jesus, and one of the ways I want to challenge you to do that this year is by reading. Maybe this isn't the best thing to end on, you think? Reading, right? Reading's so important. And we started something, I didn't keep it up very well last year. I'm going to go ahead and give you 12 books right at the start of this year. LBC Reads, all right? And every, every month we're going to be reading a book together. Um, and I'll either give a written review on it or we'll have a, a, have a discussion about it uh, at some point in the, at, uh, towards the end of the month. Uh, but here are the books. If you want to take a picture of this and be thinking about it, we'll be announcing them before we get to every month as well. Um, but uh, let's go to the next one here if we could. Uh, January, 10 questions to diagnose your spiritual health. Last year, we started the year off with Donald Whitney, uh, Simplifying Your Spiritual Life. So many of you said that was your favorite book of the year. And he wrote another great book called 10 Questions to Diagnose Your Spiritual Health. I've got it right here if you want to see a copy of it. That's the book for this month. Um, and uh, you say, well, are you going to order all of them for us? I'd rather not, okay? But if, if you are electronically illiterate, then we'll try to help you, okay? Um, but uh, uh, no, we will help you. Uh, if we need to start ordering some of them, then we will. Love and Respect, Building Below the Baseline, that's a fantastic book. The Dark Side of Calvary, if you've never read that book, it will change your life. Okay, we're going to read that uh, 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 around Easter time. Uh, the Normal Christian Life, that book changed my life last year. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to reading it again. Um, the Normal Christian Life in May, Point Man um, for all of our men in June, and then Captivating uh, for all of our women in June, um, and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, going on to the next one here, um, Reading the Bible with the Founding Fathers. Um, I'd put a history book on there too, um, 1776. If you've never read 1776, incredible. Uh, there's two books that month for, the, for you overachievers. Um, Shepherding a Child's Heart in August, uh, Respectable Sins by Bridges in September, uh, Dangerous Calling in October, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, right before we get into the most busy time of the year, okay, um, in November, and then Habitudes to get us ready for uh, developing new habits in the, in the new year, in the month of December. So some of you are readers. If you're not a reader, but you want to grow this year, I challenge you, it's a book a month, okay? I'm on my third book this year. Um, some of you are far ahead of me when it comes to that, but a book a month is not hard, all right? Some of you, if it's a book a year, just pick one on the list and do your best with it, okay? Um, but the point is, let's, let's, let's challenge each other uh, to be growing this year. And so I hope that uh, as we have shared these, these truths tonight, that you have been challenged um, in your faith um, and uh, given some